Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to a special bonus edition of the Forza Napoli Calcio podcast. This is a podcast all about Napoli, of course, but you don't have to be a Napoli fan to enjoy it. If you're a Serie A fan, if you're a football fan looking for the inside scoop on all things Napoli, this is the place to be. I'm your host, Joe Fischetti. Thank you, as always, for listening. I'm very excited to introduce today's guest. He is a digital journalist for Stats Perform and The Analyst. If you happen to follow any of the Opta accounts, Opta Paolo for Serie Opta Joe, etc., those are all Stats Perform accounts. Sasha Pisani, welcome to Forza Napoli. Thanks for having me, Joe. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's a little tricky scheduling times between Canada and, and Australia, but we managed to make it We're work. We're making it work. We're making it work. Exactly. So the Serie campaign kicks off in about two weeks' time, and as we get closer, I'll probably do a more in-depth season preview with some Napoli guests, but obviously, as Napoli fans, we have certain biases, and I'd say you're probably more of a neutral than anything as far as following Serie goes. So I wanted to bring you on to the podcast to get an unbiased view of Napoli's upcoming campaign. That being said, you do have a soft spot for Napoli. So before we talk about the team and the upcoming season, where did that soft spot come from? Yeah, well, my wife's a Milan fan, a Milan fan, so she tries to take over the household with the, the red and black. But there's, yeah, there's a soft spot. We we got married in Positano 2016, and we spent some of our honeymoon in Naples, and it was just I just fell in love with the place. It's not for everyone, I, I guess. Some people probably a bit rough in some areas, but I just fell in love with you know the food, the culture. There's still some food that I try to get back here. It's so it's even hard to get there, but let alone in Melbourne to get some of the desserts and the pastries and that. Uh, we managed to find some stuff in Melbourne, um, but even even the little things like in Positano, there were I, I have tattoos. I'm full of I'm full. Of, I got a sleeve and I'm full of tattoos. Um, and there weren't many people like that in Positano. When you go to you go to Naples, 
Um, I just, you know, I felt at home with uh, all the ink. But yeah, just a, just a beautiful, a beautiful place, and I think it's probably misunderstood by a lot of people. And I, I'd love to go back once sort of things die down uh, with COVID. That's definitely on top of my list. It's just a, a gorgeous place. The food, um, the passion, and the, you know the the anti Juventus um, agenda in the streets and the, the stuff you can buy, the toilet paper and all that. It's fantastic. So yeah, a bit of a soft spot for Napoli. That's for sure. Yeah, you've you've checked off a lot of the boxes for me as well. It's uh, I've only got one tattoo, but uh, you know it's definitely common there. And yeah, the you know it's the culture, it's the people, it's it's a welcoming place. There's there's no judgments, right? Uh, which is very different than you know in the north. You mentioned Juventus. A, a lot of the the Italians that I've spoken to on the podcast mention that, especially if they're from the south and and lived in the north or moved to the north. I've never been to Positano, but from the pictures I've seen, it's absolutely stunning. You picked a great place to to get married. The whole Amalfi Coast is gorgeous and definitely a beautiful place that I need to get to. Like you said, as soon as uh, COVID ends, I think a lot of us are going to be flying around all over the place. Okay, so let's talk about the upcoming campaign a little bit. I, I suppose the highlight of the Mercato so far has been the coaching carousel more than anything, including the newly promoted clubs, only eight teams in this season's 20 clubs have the same coach as last season. Eight of last season's top 10 teams have changed their manager. Of course, Napoli is one of those clubs. We appointed Luciano Spalletti to replace Gennaro Gattuso, who was not renewed. You've watched Serie A for a while, so I'm sure you're familiar with Spalletti. What did you make of this appointment? Um, a little bit disappointed that Gattuso didn't go around another season. Not surprised, but a little bit disappointed so close, you know, to getting that Champions League spot. I think they finished really strongly. I think a lot of things, you know, conspired against um, Gattuso and Napoli last season with the COVID and a lot of injuries. You know, Osimhen, you know, struggled to see him fully fit uh, for a sustained period of time. And you see when he got back to full fitness, what he can, you know, provide. And you're seeing in preseason now against Bayern Munich, some of the goals he scored, his pace is. We got just a little bit of a taste of him last season. It's like a new signing again now him coming to full fitness. But with, with Spalletti, I think it's, you know what you're getting from him. Uh, he knows Serie A very well, very experienced. Uh, no surprises with him, the way he's going to approach things. I think I think it's a, a good appointment, probably a safe appointment. Yeah, I don't think fans will be too concerned about him coming on board. They've managed to keep a core of the, the, the side, which is important. Um, and hopefully they can sort of build on last season, get into those Champions League spots. Yeah, I agree. I think... Uh... There are a lot of Napoli fans who felt that Gattuso was hard done by. And, you know, when you consider the circumstances he had to coach under and, and coaching for, for an owner like De Laurentiis, obviously that's that's not an easy place to work. And I think the damage was probably done around mid-season once he started talking about the relationship with the owner uh, in the public. That kind of was the end of it. And I think most Napoli fans have have accepted that, whether they wanted Spalletti or not, because this was a big debate amongst the Napoli community, whether this was the right decision or not. I think everyone's kind of accepted that. And I think with some of the preseason results that we've seen, some of the things we've seen in, in training sessions, I think people are definitely warming up to the idea of Spalletti. You mentioned that the squad has pretty much not changed how do you think this squad fits with the way Spalletti likes to manage? I think he has a lot to work with. I think it's exciting for him. A bit off track, but one thing that stands out to me is the fact that no one's really come after Koulibaly. I find that staggering. T. Laurentiis won't want to sell him. I'm sure he's asking an arm and a leg for him, which mm-hmm. is um, fair enough. 
but you see all these defenders in the market and they're talking about you know transfers and I just like it's great for Napoli but I just can't believe that he hasn't been snapped up and and it's a big boost for them trying to get back into the Champions League and and for Spalletti to be able to build his defense around him I think it's a massive massive plus you know Fabian Ruiz is still there which is good Zelinski's still there there was talk about him maybe leaving I can't I, I haven't heard too much about that and he you know he finished the season strong as well Lozano was, you know, before the injury, looking good. Um, so there's a lot of pluses for, for Spalletti. And I think the way he co- – I, I think it will be good. There's a lot of X factor in that team as well. Um, hopefully he can unlock that because, you know, a strong Napoli is great for Italian football and for European football. Yeah, absolutely. I, it's it's mind-blowing that, that other clubs have not offered more for Koulibaly, not just this summer. I mean, you, you appreciate this summer there are fewer clubs that have money, it seems like basically the EPL and PSG have money um, and and they're certainly spending it. So when you see some of the amounts that are being thrown around, it's hard to to fathom how nobody has paid enough for De Laurentiis to, to let go of Koulibaly. I think the number he set now is 60 to 65 million euros, somewhere in that range. And it seems like there's a higher value placed on, on English defenders compared to international. The, there's this kind of English mindset that, uh, if you haven't played in England, you're kind of untested. We're not, I guess they, they associate some risk to that and, and the value goes down. And the other thing you hear a lot from Premier League fans is that he's old. He's 30, which is, yeah, okay, maybe later end of his career. But for defenders, it's not that bad. I mean, Chiellini's still performing at a high level at like 38. Right? He's, a, he's a dinosaur and he's still playing and, and, and you know, mastering you know, defense and leading a, a country to, a, you know, a title. I think, and I've seen some of the, I think there's such a, it's so Premier League centric with football that, you know, I think people forget that this football exists outside of the UK. Um, you know, and I appreciate, you know, Premier League football and, you know, UK football, but there's more to, to football than the UK. And I saw some fans on Twitter, uh, you know, sort of raising doubts over Koulibaly and, you know, his age and, you know, can he perform in the Premier League? And he's proven in the Champions League. And at 30 years old, that's still fair. In this day and age, and with nutrition and diets and the way people, you know, plays look after their bodies, that's still young. And, he, and, and he's a smart defender. You know, if you can read the game well, don't have to run too much and pick and choose when you're going in to put a tackle, he'll be fine. I, I would have loved to have seen him at a, an elite league club, not mm-hmm. disrespect to Napoli because they're yep. a massive club. But... Just, I think it's just great for Napoli. He loves the city. He's made it clear that he loves he loves the club and he loves the city, which is a, a big bonus as well. So it's um, their loss and Napoli's gain, which is good. Yeah, absolutely. We're all very, very happy that the offers are not coming in. I think we've seen you know, $35 million from Everton, 40 or 50 somewhere in that range from uh, PSG. And-, and I don't think it makes sense for him to leave for Everton. For, uh, if, right. I don't know. For the cult, you know, to, to swap the culture of, uh, you know, of Naples, you know, the food and all that to go to Merseyside to Everton. Yeah. I yeah and, and to play for a team that's <laughs> kind of Napoli's equivalent yeah. as far as ranking in the table, it doesn't mm-hmm. make a whole lot of sense. And no, I absolutely agree. And, and he has family, you know, his kids, they're, they're settled in Napoli. So, to pick up your whole family and move it, there's there's got to be a pretty good reason to do that. Back to Spalletti, one of the things that Napoli fans were concerned about when we made this hire was the fact that he's had some clashes with the stars of his previous clubs, you know, at Totti at Roma, with Icardi at Inter. Do you think Napoli should be worried about a similar clash happening with someone like Lorenzo Insigne? 
Well, who hasn't clashed with Icardi? So I think <laughs> I think he's not alone there. Um, yeah, that, that's a big question. I, 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 and I've, I've said this on Twitter, it'd be a real shame if Insignia did leave. If they don't come to a resolution over this for a player that, you know, bleeds the club, you know, the city, you have to make it work. I know De Laurentiis is quite um, stubborn in his ways and, you know, he doesn't want to, you know, exceed in terms of finances and, and keep the, the club on track. But for someone like him coming off a, a Euros that he had, we really uh, stepped it up a notch. Uh, you can't afford to lose him. And I think he got on really well with Gattuso. Hopefully he gets on well with Spalletti. I can't see why they wouldn't get on. But that has to be the number. You, you've kept Koulibaly in a lot of the core. You have to tie him down now. That just uh, be painful to see him in another jersey. So hopefully they make that work. He's at a good age in his peak years, not slowing down. So they have to... All right, they've got a they've got a structure, but you have to fit him in that budget somehow because there's not many players like him that you know to spend their time and born in the area. Yeah, it'd be a real shame if he did leave. Yeah, I think most Napoli fans are quite confident that he'll renew. I mean, there's all indications are are that he well, we all know he wants to stay. I'm sure the club wants to keep him. The thing with De Laurentiis is he's he, he postures and, you know, this is just how he negotiates. I, I think they'll find a creative solution to get there, whether it's through bonus structures or spreading his pay over a longer term contract, something like that. We'll see. I think I think the media is making a meal of it a little bit. I personally don't think they've even started negotiations yet. I think they've probably just started now that Insignia came back from vacation after the Euros. Uh, I think he just had his first meeting over the last couple of days with El Laurenti. So all the while the media is saying there's, you know, there's a stalemate, there's no more talks and there's no talks because they hadn't even begun yet. So hopefully he does stay. I think he will. With the coaching changes around the league, there have been some big names moving around. I mentioned obviously Spalletti. We've seen Simone Inzaghi replace Antonio Conte at Inter. We've seen Max Allegri replace Andrea Pirlo at Juventus. Maurizio Sarri replace Simone Inzaghi at Lazio. And Jose Mourinho replaced Paolo Fonseca at Roma. So of those five, how would you rank these managerial hires from best to worst? Well, if you weren't, if you weren't watching Serie A before this season, I think now would be a good time to jump on board and Definitely box office, uh, you know, the, the, the stand down in terms of box office, Mourinho at Roma. Hopefully, for his sake, it works out. You know, on paper, I think it's really exciting. You know, probably, he's probably running out of chances to, um, you know, really, really um, succeed at, at, at this level. Mm-hmm. I still have, I still have faith. I, I personally, I'm a big fan of, of Mourinho. Um, I think it's great to have him back in, in Italy. He loves, he loves the country. I think the, you know, the journalists and fans appreciate him as well. So that's really good. Um, great that Sarri's back in in Italy as well. I think the way he was treated in England was you know was pretty poor and mm-hmm. from day one. So that's a that's a really good appointment. Inzaghi, how long will he be there if, if things continue the way they are at Inter with the you know, the shambolic nature of the way things are going down there at the moment? Really dis- disappointing for him. I think he was excited to come in work with some of the players and they seem to be having a, you know a fire sale at the moment, which is unfortunate. So, the, the, I think Sarri's the standard. Allegri back at Juventus probably makes them the favourites just in terms mm-hmm. of their depth. Their depth as well. You know, they had that last season. I think it probably played out how many people suspected with um, with Perlo. He got found out a bit. Think tactically, it was he might go on to be a great manager, but he just no experience at that level. Yeah. But yeah, they're probably favourites now for Allegri there. But for Sarri, for me, 
I think is the one that I'm most excited about just in terms of the way he plays football and if he can, you know, bring that to Lazio, you know, if Milinkovic-Savic still, is still there and, you know, how, how he can bring sort of improve his football. But then you got, you know, the managers are still there, like, you know, Atalanta with, you know, mm-hmm. Esperini. That's just, it's, it's, and even at the lower end of the table, it's really exciting. So I think, um, you know, from top to bottom, there's a lot to be excited about, you know, if Napoli and Spalletti, um, it's going to be a very tight season, I think. Yeah, for sure. I think Juric at Torino is one of those ones at, at the other end of the table. That's really, really interesting to see. How that's that a big goes. loss for Hellasford. That's a, that's, that's a, that's a, a massive blow for them, I think. I do too, especially with I think it's uh, De Francesco that they hired as as a replacement, which has got to be concerning for Barcelona <laughs> fans. Which again, as a Napoli fan, I'm, I'm quite happy about <laughs> yeah. those northern rivalries still linger from from days past. Yeah, for me, I think I agree. Allegri kind of makes Juventus the favorite, especially with you know if Lukaku leaves leaves Inter. I think I think Inzaghi that appointment was was an interesting one and probably the best available for Inter when you consider he plays the same system. So I feel really bad for Inzaghi that he, he left a club that was very stingy. You know, Lotito doesn't like to spend money. He goes to this massive club and he finds himself in a situation where they're, they're selling off their best players. So that's, that's unfortunate, but I think that was a great appointment with Sadi, my concern with that situation is the change in tactics. I think that makes, take some time getting accustomed to and again going back to Lotito being a little stingy you need to bring in some players to adjust from a 3-5-2 you need to get rid of some of those center backs bring in some some fullbacks or you know some some different style players but I do think to your point uh, Milinkovic Savage uh, Luis Alberto these guys are I think perfect for Sadi ball right creative guys quick feet I'm very curious to see how Chiro Immobile does there in the 4-3-3 you know there's been a lot of talk about his struggles in the 4-3-3 with the Azzurri. So we'll see how that goes. But the flip side is if it goes well, that's great news for Azzurri fans because the World Cup is now coming <laughs> around the corner. So if he could start playing well in that system, that that bodes well for the Azzurri. I'm a little bit on the fence about Mourinho. You know, you kind of alluded to the fact that he hasn't had much success of late with some of the clubs he's been at. But you also noted that he likes it in Italy. The last time he was a coach in Italy, he won a treble. So, you know, you 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 wonder is that is that going to come back? And then I I think he's he's with a club that even though nobody's really spending money, the Friedkins seem a bit more willing to spend than maybe some of the other owners right now. Despite their own financial troubles, they brought Rui Patricio from Wolves. They just bought uh, Shamorda from Genoa, which he's a player that I think is really, really good and maybe a little uh, underrated, that signing. So we'll see how, how that goes. And even Zaniolo, you know, Zaniolo is a new signing for him as well. Yeah. If, he can stay, if his knee holds up, I think, yeah, that's the impact he has on that team is clear to see. If he can just hopefully has a bit more fortune and, uh, and stays fit, that's yeah, like that's another massive bonus for for Roma. Yeah, it, it, and it just is exciting. I think for you know in the capital to have Sari and uh, Mourinho yeah. uh, going head to head, that should be fun. Yeah, exactly. That's that's pay per view stuff. You know, right there, just that that matchup going on like a UFC style poster or something, right? Again, as an Apple fan, I tend not to feel too bad for Roma, but it's it is unfortunate that you know they get Zaniolo back and now they've lost. Uh, Spinazzola with with his injury and we'll see you know it is an injury that 
doesn't take as long as some other injuries to recover from, but you know, they'll be without their, their left back for a little bit. So we kind of talked about how they're, it's been a quiet summer so far. Unfortunately, the big moves we've seen are quality players leaving Sedia, not joining Sedia all that much. What are your thoughts on all of this talent leaving the league and, and how do you think it'll affect the league? Well, I think if you're looking from the outside and you know you don't really watch CDR, you think, oh well, wow, there's a there's a drain of talent going on there. But if you if you're across, you know, Italian football, there's still so much exciting football is coming through. You look at Sassuolo, the players coming through there, just that team alone, you just want to watch them for the you know the, the young talent coming through. You know, Napoli as well. There's there's it's safe to say there's enough talent coming through to keep eyes on the TV. Um, and yeah, Lukaku is a big loss for Inter. You know, Hakimi leaving as well. Um, maybe Lataro, but I think what's great for Italian football, you know, on the back of the Euros winning that, they have a really good future ahead of them. The, the generation coming through outside of that squad is really, really exciting. So I, I, I don't think it's that big of a blow to lose. You know, for, I, I'm not into fans, so I'm, they're not going to agree with me. That's a massive blow for them, which is fair enough uh, with the goals he, he's brought to the club. But there's still so much talent from top to bottom. Um, you look at you know some of the promoter teams and the players they're bringing in, you know, turning to the US for, for young stars. So, yeah, no concerns from me in terms of you know player drainage and talent drainage. I think yeah, there's a, there's enough enough in the in the own backyard to you know replace someone like Lukaku and keep eyes uh, on the TV. Yeah, I think it's important to distinguish between the the quality of play and and the level of competition in the league, which I agree is is still going to be a very competitive league, probably the most competitive of of all the top European leagues. The other side of it, I guess, is the financial impact and what that's going to mean for TV rights. And especially with, you know, the people that are running the league that struggle to make these decisions. We saw, you know, La Liga just signed the TV deal that, or created the media company that said, yeah, had been talking about with the same people. Right. So I think that, you know, losing Donnarumma, you mentioned Hakimi, Lukaku, maybe Lautaro, Christian Romero, probably not as, as big of a name, but a a talent nonetheless, Rodrigo De Paul was another one. So I think that will affect maybe some of the financial aspect. And, but I think we're forgetting the fact that, you know, Messi will probably join Napoli. So I think that will, uh, that that will cover (laughs) Lukaku. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Twitter is littered with Photoshopped versions of Messi on, on every club you can. It does make sense though. Like, I think if, on, t- on the back of winning the copper, it would be really nice if he actually did, you know, follow it, you know, to really cap off and follow in Maradona's footsteps. It would be awesome to see. Well, um, I mean, it probably won't happen, but we can only dream, can't we? Yeah, exactly. I think the argument that all Napoli fans are making is, well, what else does he have to accomplish, right? He's he's won the Champions League numerous times. He's he's won the domestic league, though he's not won any other league because he's always played in Spain. The, obviously, the big hurdles, the money, and uh, you know we're struggling to pay twenty million for Emerson. So. <laughs> <laughs> Messi's salary alone uh, is is going to be a big hurdle. But yeah, like you said, we can all dream. Sasha, I'll close with this question, which is probably not an easy one given what we've just talked about. But with the changes or lack thereof that we've seen with the top clubs so far, do you think Napoli will finish in the top four? Oh, tough question. I think so. I think they can. Yeah, I think they can. As long as we don't see a repeat of last season with the injuries and 
right. you know, the COVID chaos sweeping through the squad. If they can have their, you know, their stars, their, you know, their set squad, set eleven um, on the pitch most most weeks, I think yeah, they're more than capable of competing. They've shown that they're more than capable of competing with the you know, the best in Italy, and they are amongst the best in Italy. So I think, yeah, that's the big question. If they can stay fit, there's no question because you look at you know Milan finished top four. You know, they've been active in the market, but they have lost you know two key components of that squad. Can they back it up? Um, is a big question for them. So can you know Napoli overtake them? I can't see why not. You know, there's a lot of que- you know Roma, Lazio. There's a lot of questions over you know these teams vying for that, the top four. But yeah, I can see you know, I can see definitely Napoli finishing the top four. Yeah, I think I was less confident until today, which is uh, Friday that we're recording because that's when all the or Thursday all the Lukaku rumors started going around and or getting really serious. If if that happens, I think it, it certainly opens up that top four. I think Inter loses, uh, drops a little bit. We talked about earlier how Juventus are likely the favorites. You know, they're probably going to add Locatelli to that midfield, which is sort of their, their biggest weakness once uh, Atalanta signed Demaral <laughs> to replace Romero. So you have to put Juve in the top four. It's hard to rule out Atalanta right now. Yeah, yeah, you know, they, they're there, yeah. You know, I had someone reach out to me um kind of comparing Atalanta to Napoli of sort of the last decade where they, you know, start or, or even beyond that the last 15 years when Mazzari came in and they suddenly became sort of a regular Champions League team. That's basically what Atalanta is now. And and the thing about them, even if they've sold Romero, I know some people are saying, well, that's a huge loss in their back line, but they've made a habit of selling their best players and and still finding a way to do it and finding new players that no one's ever heard of in, in other leagues. So it's hard to ignore that. And, and most importantly, they've upgraded their goalkeeper as well. You know, they've brought yes. in someone who's a, a massive upgrade. So I think they look really good. Romero is a big loss, you know, MVP defender from last season, no doubt about that. But like you said, they've proven time and time again, player leaves, they bring him in, make a lot of money, keep that cash, um, hopefully they keep their, their forwards together. There's talk that maybe Ilicic might move to Milan, uh, which he's been on. You know, he's been in and out of the team recently, so that probably won't affect them too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, they have to be among the contenders. They've been there or thereabouts recently. I'd love to see them sort of crack the top, but yeah, they're they're definitely like you said up there. Yeah, and I mean, I don't even think the loss of Ilicic would be that big of a deal. I mean, they. They handled the loss of Papu pretty well. And like you said, Ilicic last season took a big drop after he he went on that sort of personal leave. He never really looked like the same player after that. But then now there's also rumors that Zapata could be the guy to replace Lukaku. So, you know, there's there's still some dominoes to, to fall. Well, I hope you're not just saying Napoli finished the top four because this is a Napoli podcast. And, and- <laughs> Generally, yeah. They still, they, like I said, they've still got so much talent in that squad. You know, when Sara left, there was a you know a bit of a falling out with you know the way he left, and you know could they keep it up? I was not playing the same way like they did under Sari, but very effective, and a lot of the players have improved under Gattuso. You know, a lot of probably he's probably still doesn't get the the credit he deserves. I mm-hmm. think what the job he did at you know Milan came in a tricky situation, did what he had to do, went to Napoli, put up with a lot, almost cracked the Champions League, and you know it improved a lot of players, which is important as a coach. Not just you know when he, he improves a lot of players and they, they haven't like I said at the start they haven't lost too much of the of the call which is good so it, yeah like I said if they stay fit there's no reason why they can't finish in the top four like you said Inter they could be relegated we don't know um, but <laughs> yeah I think yeah there's, there's definitely a chance for them to you know be amongst those Champions League spots 
Yeah, when you, I mean, you consider all of the challenges we had last season, as you mentioned earlier, with COVID and injuries and everything, and still only finish one point out. I mean, you have to think if things go a bit more our way this season that we can we can crack the top four. And I agree, Gattuso doesn't get enough credit for some of the improvements he made. He he kind of invented Zielinski as a 10. He turned around Lozano. Lozano was the guy last season that we were talking about being like the new signing, right? He he struggled the season before that in his first season. Gattuso came in and, and turned things around. So, yeah, he, he did what he had to do. He made the team better. Spalletti's taken over. Now we're starting to see Spalletti's influence. We're starting to see a bit more tactics, more triangles, quick passes. He's he's improving things on, on that front. And and now we might see Lobotka be like the Lozano of last season where he, he dropped some weight and he's looking really good, especially now with Diego Dem injured he's going to play probably a, a more critical role. So we'll see how, how Spalletti does. I think we'll wrap it up there, Sasha. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. Thank you so much for having me on. No, it's my pleasure. You can find Sasha on Twitter at SashK0. That's S-A-C-H-K-0. If you need to get a hold of me, you can find me on Twitter at Joe underscore Fischetti5, or you can find the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Forza Napoli Pod. I'll be back with another episode soon, but until next time, I'm Joe Fischetti. Forza Napoli sempre. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.